Um, Are you being more shy because you're an introvert? <laughs> I'm starting this episode shy, very much on theme. Uh, hello, I am Stephen Hussey. I'm doing extrovert now. I am Stephen Hussey, and this is the Speaking Generally podcast with me, Stephen, and my friend George Taylor. Hello, George. That's you and Stephen. Me, Stephen, and you, George. Got you. Um, and we are sat in my room right now, back at my parents' house, very much where I began the journey of life. And This room? Not this room, exactly. No, it's a different house, but um, <laughs> it, it did belong to my parents. Um and, uh, you know, we're sitting here having a chat. Uh, we've kind of had a little reunion because I've been away. George has been away on his... He's been in Oxford. And uh, we want to talk about personality. Specifically, one trait of personality, being an introvert. Is that what we're held up in this room? We're held up in our room where I've spent many hours <laughs> whiling away with my books and my video games and... <laughs> All the accoutrements of an introvert's life. Um, you know, it's one of those big... They're, they're, there's the big four personality traits thing, but uh, obviously the, the... We were going to do an episode, aren't we, at some point, where you and I both do the personality type test and reflect on the accuracy of them. Yeah, we want to kind of look at whether they're useful and the typology of personality but that categories. Will in, that will involve some prep, and that's something we're... We're averse to do. No, we haven't done that today. So we just want to talk about whether it's still difficult to be an introvert in the modern world. I think, arguably... I mean, is the world suited to... Is an introvert at a disadvantage in the world? You mean? Yes. Yeah. Um, and is the world unfairly geared towards extroverts getting their way? Uh, which I feel it is a little bit, George. Mm. Um, first Sour off... Sour grapes. First things first. Well, at least I'll eat those sour grapes in silence in my bed. <laughs> um, first things first, George. Do you define yourself as an introvert? Uh, I, I don't walk around defining myself as it. But well, have, start doing it, please. Having done the tests previously, I am I am medically an extrovert, Steve. You're medically an extrovert. Yeah. I mean, that's see, we're already. This is interesting because. You know, you're a man who likes a lot of... You're a man who likes his solitude, you love a ring. Does it surprise you that I'm an extrovert? That does a bit. I, it's I think weird. I'm a misanthropic extrovert. That is very true. And, yeah, that's that's the thing. Because extroverts I've aren't defined as... I've done it a few as, times, and every time I have come out as an extrovert. Yeah, that actually, now, now just thinking about it, it doesn't surprise me, because you are much, much more sociable than I am, and you have a very big circle of friends... Um, as I'm finding out, trying to arrange your stag do or bachelor party for our American friends, and George has far too many friends. Um, I don't recommend it. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, you do you do a lot of socialising, and I guess you must enjoy it to do it that much. You you. So I think that you the... put a lot more effort into it than I do, as someone who. I consider myself and have been tested as such as a very natural introvert. I find your level of social life gives me anxiety. Interesting. I think the the definition is not quite the right word for it, but it's measured on, isn't it? What energizes you, right? So it's like that's what they typically say. But you're you're energized spending time with maybe your say 
your five best friends spending time with them you mm. find an energizing process right yeah and th- but that's because i find those friends stimulating and yeah. interesting yeah but i don't inherently well, my, find or my bloody nose please oh, you you'll you'll just any tom dick and harry you'll take and have a chat with them Sat at a bus stop, nattering away. Strays, yeah. I saw, I saw even an old nan got sick of talking to you <laughs> once. Just wandered off. Um, no, you've. Uh, it, no, I guess because it's not. It's not just about I like to spend time indoors by myself versus I like to you know do amateur dramatics. No, it's not true. Yeah, and I think there's there's lots of misunderstandings that like, I don't think that introverts inherently dislike people mm. like i think it's it is true it's more I mean, about I, I hate people more than you do um i th- yeah there's probably something to that <laughs> <laughs> yeah you you talk more negatively about people as a whole yeah. whereas i just i'm not good at spending time with them sure um but uh yeah i i find it I find myself get very depleted very fast doing a lot of socializing like i just recently was in LA and I was staying at my brother's place, which is great. Like obviously me and my brother can hang out forever, but it's like once you start piling on people and like my cousin was there, his girlfriend was there. And then there's like people in and out the house and we're also like hanging out with people. And so there's just not very much solitude going on. And after like a couple of weeks, like a week or two of that, I do, it's nothing to do with the people. I just feel this, this real drained sense of, I need to go and I need to crawl into a room on my own for a while, shut the door, and just I think have there's no some, something about it being where get you're my energy living, back. Though, so I, I think there's something about that happening where you're living. For, like when we lived together in the flat, for example, right. there was definitely a lot of time where I'd rather not be sharing a house with people and mm-hmm. just have my own space. Yeah. But I think that if you were going out and doing to a job of work and then coming home to a like a private place then you would find that a different experience than people piling into your home yeah because well because then i would have you'll be you're feeling invaded aren't you yeah i suppose it's needing somewhere to retreat to and i even sometimes feel it at parties and things where i i almost would like to go into a room for like 10 minutes and like Mm -hmm. just have a bit of like just like breathe recharge a bit um but, it, you know, I think these things are complicated because there's a lot of cliché spoken about, you know, yeah, let's say introverts because we're focusing on them. But, you know, I don't, I don't like hate parties and I don't, you know, hate doing like when I'm when I've had enough time indoors, I'm going stir crazy. And I'm like, I really want to just go and like socialize with my friends. But I do I do better in certain scenarios. Like I'll go to a party and I have a much more fun if I just talk to the few people I want to talk mm-hmm. to rather than needing to like excessively go and gregariously speak to everyone. It's almost fun to just, Oh, all my friends are going to be in that place. I go and hang out with them and have some drinks and laughs. And like, that's really fun for me or like smaller groups are more fun for me. I think, I think a lot of it is managing the group though. Right. So your 30th birthday party, when you invited 50 of your you yeah. know, close a slightly broader than close group of friends you've vetted everyone you know everyone so you are or were or get to be a lot more gregarious and kind of flitting around right whereas if you turn up to someone else's party when you only know three people i suppose maybe that's where the i'd rather stay with my small group thing comes to the fore more when you've done the like 
like you say, that my list of like nice large list of friends for that stag dude. That I mean, they're all my friends, so I would feel very happy with all of them. But I wouldn't want to do a bachelor party with thirty people I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think there are some sort of um, uber extroverts, let's say, who almost would relish any chance yeah. to. Like, oh my God, like 50 new people, that'll be a laugh. But like, I think me and you are not in that camp. But no. we, um, yeah, that that is right. Because if I, the, the nightmare scenario is getting to that party where there's like two of my friends, the two friends are sort of drifting off mm. and then I drifting to other places. And, and it's just, I can scan the crowd and just sort of get a sense, is this my crowd? Mm. And if I feel like it's not, then I almost am instantly like, I want to leave and I, you know, I, I just feel like this, it, it, that sounds like judgmental instantly, but it's just almost knowing like, uh, I don't think I'm going to really enjoy this and I'm going to struggle then, through conversations. It's a scale thing, is it? Because you're, without being sort of like overly candid, like you go on dates, go out, socialise, meet people on, you know, on the street, on an app, go and meet people like mm. that. Does, as an introvert, if we're sort of defining this episode as the world isn't really uh, fairly gamed for them, you do a very good job of being able to go and essentially talk to a stranger about something, you know, quite intense, like a relationship, something like that. Is yeah, I'm imagining then there's a, a level of introvert who could never do that, and I I wouldn't find that probably as comfortable as you do. Yeah, it's uh, it's a weird thing, isn't it? Because I think you have to be careful of conflating introversion with shyness. And I think shy people find it would find even the process of going on like a date from an app deeply uncomfortable. Um, And some people just wouldn't enjoy that experience. I think dating's a weird one because obviously there's another motive there, which is, (laughs) you know, uh, romance and attraction will drive you very far to do things outside your comfort zone. Um, And, you know, yeah, I mean, like oh I spend an evening with a beautiful woman that's obviously an appealing prospect sure but but even then it would be it would be judged on like do this is gonna I'm gonna have to muster up the energy for this like because because on like say a date no on a <laughs> on a, like a day imagine having to say that really had to uh really had to pull myself together to get in the mood for this um Non like a date, you're really having to pile on. At least I am, George. I'm I'm putting in effort to be charming and interesting and funny. I'm trying to fire all the cylinders, sure. and so that's that's taking energy. Mm. But it's also giving me energy because it's one on one. It's easier to do that and kind of chat to someone and kind of. That's just an easier scenario. Like one on one, I think for a lot of introverts is the much more preferred style of right. communication. And is that energizing? Uh. Yes, until you hit the peak and then it very rapidly slopes downwards. Sure. And then I'm I, I'm in the politest way possible thinking, it's like if I've spent a few days with someone in the politest way possible, I'm like, I sort of need half a day's break it's now. recharge batteries. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's a weird... And this is... All right, Let's. this might be one way it's geared... The world's geared against introverts is I think relationships are much more difficult if that's your default style because especially modern relationships like the way the the nuclear family and the couples like enclose together and live together and sleep in the same room together and spend all their time together 
And in some ways, there's been a decline of the extended family, right? The sort of tribe. It's like now people live in these intense things with their partner. And that is difficult. If you are someone who needs those, even just those few hours a night alone, you have to be with someone who understands and appreciates that without being insulted. Because it can easily just sound... It can just sound insulting to anyone to be like... Go away so I can get my energy. Yeah, like, I'm tired from being with you. I'm getting frustrated. Because I can feel myself at times after enough time getting, like... um, My mum's friend has this weird term for it called going fishy. Like, she says when you spend a week with someone, you get a bit fishy after a while. And it's like that moment when you're starting to sort of get a bit... Like ratty and tired with them or something, but I think there is something there might be just a bit where I as well like I as I I don't know nearer to thirty I know exactly how I do the washing up how I you know put my stuff down after I've had a meal all those different little things you have and it is it's there's something about just living with other people that can be challenging that I don't know if that's necessarily part of the introversion extroversion spectrum other than this is how I do my stuff you could be the most gregarious I don't know of an example of you know Benny Hill I don't know whoever it would be but if someone's not you know leaving their clothes on the floor in the way that's going to get on their nerves yeah so it's just you also have to do a lot of vetting of new people introvert or extrovert yeah well there's general things that just get abrasive between any two people in close proximity but um I think the introvert thing just piles on this other part where you need you feel like it's it's not even anything personal to anyone, but you you feel like I have this need to have a little time away from that from anyone, and again, it's just <laughs> sometimes I've communicated it in ways that are not not the most diplomatic, and it just mm. comes across as like, oh, so you're like sick of me, or you're like feeling like like have I done something? And it's when we lived like, together, that was me. Wasn't it? <laughs> it's like almost oh. knocking on your door. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so so it's uh, I, I and whereas I think my cousin Billy say is one of the most natural extroverts I've ever seen in my life, and he is just like, you know, like he'll come to your room and he's be like, what we what are you doing tonight? Then you're hanging out. You're gonna you know you want to go for drinks. You wanna and like he he sort of can spend all day with people, and then he's still energized to go and like hang out in the evening is that a cyclical thing after three weeks of it will he sit in his pants for a few days um what i noticed with him maybe is he might feel that and a lot of the extroverts i know they might have that need but it's very short-lived and it's not like they don't need a long time of it they might just be like oh i want to go in my room and have a nap or sleep but they're not they're not like feeling a kind of discomfort at the level of socializing they're doing um yeah so i i think and, and like, yeah, obviously socially, the more you are good at getting on with people and the world is, the world does have a lot to offer for like, if you're naturally very socially gregarious and extroverted, it's just that, again, I don't know, I guess it makes you very easy to be around. I guess it's maybe a bit easier to make a lot of people warm to you. Maybe it's easier to be a bit more charismatic or... There's something though about... Like you can just... People who, for want of a better phrase, like give it away for free kind of thing, you know, just very open with their friendship and their chat. There's maybe something a little bit false about that that does come across sometimes and you potentially have to do more work to earn, say, your friendship because yeah. you're really saying that you want to spend time with someone if you're not naturally energised by doing so. 
Yeah, there's there's definitely because um, it's not normal. It's like, oh, if I'm spending time with you, I really enjoy your company. Right. You know, I'm, I'm like yeah, enjoying that's, this because I mean, I'm yeah. choosing it. But uh, think of that. We're doing a podcast. Yeah, I mean, not bad is it? You should feather in the cap. There you go. That's why I'm. That's why I'm your best man. Kicking right? and screaming. <laughs> um, yeah, but I. Uh, yeah, so I, I think that bit's difficult. Like I, I, do, I think at the beginning you have the upper hand if you're an extrovert. Maybe you, you know, you can work a room or you can you can work a room with less effort and it's just a lot easier. You, yeah, it's you not just that you like, can naturally do it, right? It's just that it doesn't bring you down. You, could, I'm sure there's plenty there's plenty of chump extroverts or just you know yeah, people yeah, say the right. wrong thing or do the wrong thing, but it's more that yeah, the act of doing it in of itself isn't draining. Yeah, and there'll be extroverts who are socially clueless or whatever. Yeah. Whereas I. I don't lack social acuity. Like, I know social cues well, and I know how to... Like, I've learned a lot from just just quite good communicators in my family, right? My brother does it for a living. Uh, my dad's very natural, like, got away with my mum with people. So I've almost absorbed a lot of their traits just through osmosis and learning. And so I know how to go in a room and be, you know, charming for a bit. It just... It takes a bit of effort, mm. um, but there, there almost definitely must be superpowers that not superpowers that come with with the introvert, like finishing a PhD, being able to isolate yourself. You work as a writer; you're often secluded. I imagine an extrovert doing your job would probably find it very challenging. You, I mean, Matt would find it hard to do your role, I suppose. Yeah. Well, my brother Matt. I'm not sure what he is, but he sort of claims to be on the introversion scale. He definitely is finds it hard to be around people a lot, but he does... Uh, yeah, he's different to me, but he finds it hard to sit down and concentrate mm. for ages on... Like, that's that's a big effort for him. Maybe that's not an introversion-extroversion thing. Though. Yeah, I don't know, but... Um, or he's lying about which one he is. Mm. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I think the concentration thing definitely helps. I think being able to maybe sit with problems for a long time and sort of, you know, probably certain kinds of work lend themselves better to it. But I think in a lot of workplaces, it definitely helps to have that. So many workplaces are just built on the impression of you as a as a enjoyable presence to be around as a fun person like lots of workplaces place an emphasis right on like if you the problem again these are going to sound like i'm just idiot my idiosyncratic problem so i may i may be projecting onto the introverts out there but i think it's sometimes you don't give the best first impression and then people assume like assume you're standoffish a bit or you're less interested because you know, I'll sort of play my cards a bit closer to my chest at the beginning, be a bit more quiet, hang back. And then either people could assume at worst you're boring or maybe even worse, they assume you're like, oh, he's not very interested and he thinks we're whatever he yeah. like is bored by us. And you're kind of like, I'm not bored. I'm just not engaging, like mm. sort of engaging in every bit of banter. I'm sort of just kind of like doing my own thing. But yeah, that and and if you hang back and just do a lot of thinking and watching, then it does just. I don't know. I think in a workplace, it's definitely easier if you're able to be that person who's an interesting one. Is, chats to people. So Elizabeth, my girlfriend, is doing kind of the academic trajectory that you were doing. She's in in that process of writing her PhD. It's a very isolated, kind of. I suppose an introvert would be 
better suited to that role. She is certainly an extrovert. Mm. But I think as her career progresses, she's likely to be quite a rare example of an extrovert in a fairly introverted demographic. I think it would be of an advantage to her just because she will be fairly unique yeah. compared to others. But there is that thing of the isolation of doing that work is probably not super energising if you're otherwise energised by spending lots of time with gregarious people. So it's it's a bit of a double-edged sword for her. I think it, it will be an advantage, but those kind of long stretches of doing isolated writing like yeah. that we've just said, it helps you out being introverted, I think she is struggling from. So it's... I, yeah, it's if you work in the conventional office environment, that's probably where, in the most basic way, extroversion is going to outweigh introversion, right? Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. It's um, yeah, I think it helps if you have these sort of um, complementary or even contradictory traits can actually be useful. Like you say, like yeah, introverts have a few edges over people in certain environments so you definitely need to play to your strengths uh, like an extrovert who yeah in her field say yeah she'll have the advantage even just of like being able to present herself very well and be able to you know I don't know maybe public speak in some ways yeah. or formats where she'll be better at those kind of things um, what do you find useful I mean do you do you find any limitation from being quote extroverted or do you not see a big distinction for you because you do a lot of solitary things as well so <laughs> I spend a fair bit of time in my I pants mean, yeah. do you feel you get some power from being your extrovert itself yeah it, could, it depends on the context doesn't it I suppose like I, the work I'm doing at the moment is fairly isolated work so sometimes I do get a bit um, like climbing the walls a bit i be more energised if I was with a team or a group of people or if I had just another outlet like mm. playing in a sports team or something like that maybe but I, I definitely enjoy my sort of solitary company I don't have I think finding the balance between the two I think it for me it's more about having the control and autonomy over who you're spending your time with like I could spend my time with my friends constantly and I don't I don't think I'd need to reset too much if I were doing that. I could do that for week, you know, weeks on end. Um, but yeah, the nature of what I'm doing at the moment is sort of the opposite of that. It's like a lot of remote work and that kind of thing. That that can be a bit of a downer. But um, the alternative would be, you know, if I had a role where I was working in an office with lots of other people, but you're not in charge of who those people are. So, I think my cynical nature and my like negative view of people, if that's the decision to choose who I'm with is kind of taken out of my hands. I'd probably start to resent it mm-hmm. and begrudge the nature of being extroverted, I suppose. I think I'm probably on that, but there's like a boundary that I cross. I'm not quite sure what it is, but um, I think if I weren't with the people I was choosing to be with, I imagine introverted tendencies would come to the fore. I wouldn't find it energizing to be with specific people I didn't want to be with. Yeah, it's energizing to be with the people I've previously like vetted and realize are people I enjoy spending time with. Yeah, I think what I notice with the difference with you that you do have though is that you're you're more. I don't know you claim to be misanthropic, mm-hmm. and I'll take your word for that. <laughs> um, you think people are 
nasty piece of work. <laughs> um, um, but, uh, what was it? John Paul Sartre said, hell is other people. Um, I, but I also think you're more interested in strangers than I am. Like, I, when I introduce you to people, you are pretty good usually at... You're quite interested and inquisitive about people's stories or what they do and know. Um, whereas I sometimes have to... Like, someone's introducing me to a stranger and there's the initial... The schmuck. Until I get the second more rational part, the first order part of me is thinking... I don't need to meet another new person. Mm. Um, what am I getting myself in for? Sure. How long am I going to be stuck here? Right. And just just these thoughts of just like, oh god. So okay. it's like, oh hi, uh, like, and uh, I'm and I'm waiting to make like be proved wrong. Whereas I think you have an instinct still to be. You want to know like maybe this person's interesting and maybe they. But I think have it's. To say. But it's not like I'm. I'm the jerk in this situation. I'm oh not, yeah. I'm not saying. Hundred percent. Right. No, but. <laughs> But I'm not walking up to strangers on the street and going, oh, tell me everything about your life. Like, that's the absolute opposite of what I would do. But it's more, oh, Steve's my friend. He's introduced me to someone he thinks is cool. I'd assume I would like, not like them, but I'd assume, oh, he's sort of done some of that vetting process for me. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's that again. I think if if you kind of surround yourself with people that you sort of trust and enjoy anyway, then their wider network is probably going to be okay as well. This sort of takes me off on a slight tangent and got to really question why she's asking me this, but Elizabeth was asking me, uh, you know, if we went together, how what would you, you know, how would you meet someone? Oh, hang on. It's a good bit, question. Bit of a suspicious one. She's asking that, but... Um, <laughs> how the hell would you meet someone if you weren't with her? That's what she's asking. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that, yeah. But the the conversation that came out of that was it would be like use your social network, right? Because you sort of rely on your friends having met other people and you sort of trust them. So my sort of gregarious socialness comes through that rather than I just love meeting strangers on the street. Mm. I, I don't think I'm quite there. Yeah. But I think that there is, like, if I go, oh, Steve, this is my mate that I've met before. He also loves films and books. Would you go, who's this chump? No, that would obviously be a useful qualifier. Right. Like, I have a... The thing is, and this isn't this isn't the best trait. Like, I definitely just am very... There's a... I, I just want... I want to be stimulated. I want, like, to be entertained or to, like... My mates are going to bring you down, right? <laughs> No, I just... I'm, I'm always fear... I always fear getting stuck in something where I'm just, like, digging through... Digging through sludge, trying to get something interesting, and I, I don't Everyone's like. Been there. I don't like small talk anyway, so it's just like I want to know: is this person going to be uh, interesting for me? And it, as I'm saying, it, it sounds bad. I'll be honest; it sounds no, it like no, but it's not. The thing is, right? There's there's some stinkers out there, Steve. That's true. True <laughs> enough, and I've smelt a few, but I uh, no, because I've gotten. Well, I, I, being more open-minded has served me better because at times I have limited myself by being too quick to just assume that I don't. Oh, I don't need to meet more people. I don't need more mm. friends. Like it's all you know, it's fine. And sometimes when I'm actually play a bit more detective and I'm like, what's interesting about this person? Maybe there's a lot more. And it often is, and it's just that I'm there's a kind of laziness I'm engaging in where I don't have to make the effort. That said, you know, 
I'm I'm not gonna it I don't need to be surrounded by like I wouldn't enjoy it just to it's not like oh if I had a hundred more interesting friends mm. I don't there's a limit where it'd just be diminishing returns it's like I don't need this much human company no I completely um, I completely understand that it's how you like use your relationships with your friends right if you're not if it's more about you rely on three or four people to talk to about you know difficult issues and the things that matter to you having a hundred friends isn't going to give you any more value yeah so that that is definitely true I think for me personally I was I was certainly more cynical when I was younger about other people and I, I think I've been quite fortunate to have I don't know, not like a second act but like going back to university to do like the second degree I did and getting to meet a whole raft of people that I probably didn't think I would ever meet because I thought oh, I've done this and that's that part of my life is over I kind of went with a much more proactive attitude to that yeah and probably reaped the rewards for I like consciously thought I do have the tendency to be extroverted I'm going to make the most of it whereas previously I would have gone I hate everyone even though I'm extroverted I'm going to let my sort of introversion come to the fore and just sort of you know be a bit more cynical about things and I I see which approach gave me a greater payoff. Now that's my fortune to be able to sort of toe both lines, I suppose. But yeah. I definitely got more from the more positive outlook. Yeah, and you and you changed a lot when you like went to Oxford and you know, I remember you definitely concertedly, you know, yeah, came out of your shell in that way and made more of an effort and it did pay dividends in a lot of ways, right? You just kind of threw yourself in and uh it's it it kind of is an interesting testament that it's like you know we've talked before on this about status quo bias and you can have that with your own personality where you just assume things about yourself and you know i i when i was traveling last year that was kind of one of the things that i suppose in some ways a bit of a subconscious motivation was just sort of shaking myself out of some rigidity and uh you know it was just being thrown in that and then having to I'm only going to talk to anyone here if I just meet new people and talk mm. and then I saw loads of interesting people met interesting people and it's so it's like you can get sucked into this thing of like oh I've got the people around me who I like and know yeah. and you kind of then end up none of them are in Taiwan right they, so you end up like massively limiting yourself yeah. so that was like an interesting lesson of like when I'm forced to be open again yeah. You meet all these fascinating Yeah, you can't people. rely on... If, if you're contextually away from all your people, you have to make an effort, right? Otherwise yeah. you will just... Or or you're going... You're either going to be alone or you're going to be sat in this really interesting place messaging people who live, you know, nine hours' time zone away. Yeah. And then what's the point of making those kinds of, uh, like, strides to visit yeah. places? That's why, like, I do think there's a value to flexing the other the opposing side of your personality, even if it's something you're not going to wear forever. I've always taken chances to like public speak or even just like dancing, right? Like dancing's not something that used to come naturally to me, but I sort of just default to it when I'm in a venue where there's dancing now because I've done it. I sort of trained myself to do it so much by default. I don't need like liquid courage and three drinks to be on dance so I thought oh, I'll just go and dance for a bit it's not a big deal but if I had locked myself in from being a teenager and said I'm an introvert and I don't do that sort of thing I do think you miss out on a hell of a lot by 
just not like being able to wear those clothes a bit. Yeah, I agree. With um, cause, yeah, because it, it would not it would not have come naturally to me to be like I'm going to hit the dance floor no, when I go in places. So, but, but I do that pretty easily. But there's also there's that. I think it's quite a big realization as you're growing up. I don't know if everyone comes to it, but most people aren't watching you. People don't care what you're doing. People don't care about mm-hmm. you. They just care about themselves. So if you can sort of have that prism as a mechanism to free yourself up you're going to feel a lot lighter yeah today that at parties and any any anxiety inducing venue is the best thing the best thing you can truly take on is that people are not worrying about you generally in like a an equally anxiety inducing like everyone is worried about oh how do i look on the dance floor if you're the only person at an event giving a speech sure you can be stressed Mm -hmm. and anxious about that but if you're i don't know at a party where there's a dance floor for everyone to be on Everyone else on the dance floor is also thinking, oh, God, do I look stupid? Yeah, yeah. Unless they're, you know, John Travolta or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what he'd be doing there. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so... Um, what um, examples of things can you think of where being an introvert has like actually held you back? Um, held me back? Uh, I, I could have... I mean, just on what we were saying... I probably could have been a far better networker and had more, um, just more people to draw on for, you know, who might be useful in my career or be, you know, people who would, I don't know, be interesting mentors or help me in certain ways if I probably was more inclined to reach out to people and be more forthcoming with like wanting to keep in touch and things like that and I think those things, if, yeah, if I had a sort of either fostered or nurtured sort of burgeoning relationships, perhaps I would have more of a, yeah, just more of a network to draw on and get advice from and, and talk to. In ter- in terms of friends, I think I probably got like the deep friendships that make me pretty happy. It's probably more like in professional sense. Mm. I think my introversion has held me back, if anywhere where it just might be useful to employ that more. Um, like like you're saying, romantically, I've actually done a lot of investment to overcoming my natural introversion and limitation. So in some ways I feel like, you know, I was uh, very, very shy as a kid, um, got a bit more confident as a teenager, but still it's been a, you know, it's like a long journey, but I feel I put so much investment into that just because I was like, I don't want to be clueless in this area, that I feel like that's one where I, like, turn that into a strength, where I realised I... There's certain benefits you do get relationship-wise from being an introvert, and I think certain connection benefits and the way you're able to listen and maybe relate in certain ways, but I also know how to wear that sort of, you know, charismatic outer clothing and things like that. So... So that, yeah, that's an area where I think I managed to make the best of both work for me. But professionally, probably, that's where I would do better with it. Mm. Um, what about you? Uh, it's all been smooth sailing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I think probably that thing of realising oh, people don't care is just a big life lesson that definitely changed my outlook, but I don't think I can append that to either introversion or extroversion. 
I, yeah, I think because I tow quite a, <laughs> like a, a particular line down that balance that I don't think either of them has been particularly limiting to me. Um, I don't think I'm like a shy person. I'm fairly confident to stand up and speak out and stuff. But um, yeah, I think there's, there's definitely been like social anxieties of, oh God, I don't want to look stupid, but letting that go. Yeah, that's a, di- that's a different thing to, in- to, to acknowledging introversion. I think there's probably a better balance that I could find in my working life that would allow me to be a bit more naturally as I am like with extroversion but I think that's just I'm in the process of setting up a company lots of the early work is quite isolated Mm -hmm. as it grows it suddenly becomes a lot more sort of outward looking so I think that's just the nature of the current beast kind of thing yeah I um I find the extroversion I mean yeah I, I think introverts have to learn extroversion a bit more than extroverts are required to learn introversion. Yeah, that's definitely true. I think extroverts would unless, probably... Unless you're full-on extreme spectrum, loud, back-slapping, <laughs> <laughs> loud, you know... Yeah, yeah, if you're, up. like, obnoxiously... Yeah, like Tony yeah, Soprano. Out there, yeah, yeah. You, you need that. Yeah, because probably the ex- most extreme extroverts suffer from annoying everyone around them and never get told <laughs> yeah. how annoying they are. And people just don't want to be around them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think the world gears you a bit. It's like that thing of like, even like say also I, as well, worth noting that like Brit, I would say British culture is skewed towards introversion versus extroversion. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So versus cultures. compared to living in the, the U S is a, I would say on a level more extrovert of a culture than the, the UK. Yeah. That's um, fascinating, isn't it? How cultures, you know, it's like South American cultures. You just don't see them as introverted no. people. Whereas, like, you go to Scandinavia and you feel like yeah. these are this is the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and like Japan, obviously, famously uh, introverted in that way. I, I wonder if that's cultural stuff masking natural personality, or if the culture actually does shape the personality mm. in a very specific way. But um, I guess just certain cultures defer to more a preferred style that people have to adapt to. Um, Like Americans probably, lots of introverted Americans are more friendly than they would otherwise and open than they would otherwise be. Especially in the service industry. Yeah, for sure. Um, You just, you couldn't not be gregarious and work that that job. But uh, it's a thing we said before, well, maybe we didn't, I can't remember, maybe privately, but like what I find sometimes about being an introvert is it's like the more sensitive person gets deferred to. So like the extroverts get more sensitive to like the introverts, like say feeling insulted or whatever. Mm. So like the introvert has to like be at the party and make an effort and be polite and be whatever. Cause it's like, Oh, well everyone's going to feel offended if not. Right. So the introvert has to come to their level to be ingratiating and mm. be warm or be, you're not offensive or whatever. Um, there'll probably be loads of introverts who are writing going, why do you think introverts are so rude and whatever? But it's just my uh, no, my own experience. It is true because it doesn't... The, the sort of broad connotations of being extroverted are, oh, they're friendly, they talk to people, they'll introduce themselves. They're all things that we probably default to thinking are like objectively quite good. Qualities traits. of being nice. Yeah. Right? 
so if, but it's not just doing that that makes you extrovert, right? It's that it energizes you. Yeah, that's the that's distinction. Right. It's not an intro. An introvert can just as easy, easily, but just as much walk into a room, talk to everyone, meet everyone's eye, say hello. That's true. I just find it strenuous. Yeah, like and it, it's, it would be a draining work, whereas the extrovert would find it very difficult to sit in the library all day. Yeah, that's right. And that's where I think my brother Matt may be an introvert, where I can see he finds socialising as draining as I can, where he does it for a while. He's very good at it, but he doesn't like to... He, he then likes to excuse himself and go home, mm. whereas our younger brother Harry will just keep going and going. Little He's machine. like super extrovert and... Uh, so I think Matt probably is, and that that's probably where you're right. He he's got the skill of it for sure. No one's gonna say he's a wallflower or anything, but yeah, he'll do it and then sort of be like, Yeah, I don't need to stay any longer, I'm gonna like head mm. out and go home. But um yeah, though just to uh do a devil's advocate on the position I'm saying here, you could there is an argument that some parts of life have gotten easier for introverted people where much of our work now, the way technology has progressed, um, there's a lot more to keep you entertained and occupied if you're an introvert in terms of spending time on your own has gotten infinitely more fun. Hmm. Like video games, internet, hanging out on your own, watching movies. That There's like an infinite amount to do in your home. And in some ways, society's all geared itself more towards being a bit more indoorsy culture now. And in some ways, like nightclubs have been dying a lot of social things getting people out of the house is like harder just being able to like the dating apps right they must make that For, if yeah. you're an extreme introvert obviously you're still going to want to meet people but and you can do that you can do that on a kind of one-on-one over an app rather yeah. than having to brave a party no and i bet for a lot of people it's just it's just like well this is a lot easier to I can do a charming profile, chat for a while, and then I get the chance to go and like yeah. have the one-on-one. And so I think in those, in those, it's, parts, all, it's all those peripheral conversations that kill you as an introvert, right? It's like you go to a party, you you see someone you really want to kind of meet and spend time with, but you also have to talk to five other chumps to get to them. But if you're an introvert, you're going to be drained by the time you get to the person you actually want to speak to. Whereas an extrovert's almost leveling up each time they speak to someone yeah yeah kind of built it's like an upbuilding process yeah yeah and so probably the dating app so so those parts of culture i think probably have hurt um you know at least the more you might call it outdoorsy as well but like yeah extroverted people person woodsman (laughs) the person who wants to you know be out the house socializing a lot in some ways society has geared itself to a bit more of an Anti-social tendencies would be fair to say in some ways. Yeah, um, I, I mean, just the mechanism of the phone allows you to do everything in a lot more of an isolated yeah. way, doesn't it? I sat and played a couple of hours of chess the other night just on my phone. Jesus, just hours. So I can have full-on chess games with human <laughs> beings without ever having a conversation, George. That's good, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's the dream. Yeah. The dream we all hoped for in the fifties. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I mean, this has proved quite meaty. I mean, there's a lot here. There is. Um, we're going to wrap that up now, then. you got to get back to your chess, have you? <laughs> what, uh, come on, what else you got to say? <laughs> 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 oh, 
Why is that funny? That's our podcast just distilled. Come on, what else have you got? Do you have any? Just gonna crack open this fizzy water. No, I'll pop that open. Just talking a long time. Um, what are you thinking? Um, it's a it, I, it's a little bit of a a wash, isn't it? There's there's um kind of equal points on both sides. Yeah, I. It it's just that the energizing thing. I think society is probably still skewed in favour of people who can operate in public. You know, in kind of big broad groups, mm-hmm. um, and and be energized by that process. There's plenty of those scenarios, um, and to get on in those scenarios, if you find those energizing. It's going. Life's going to be easier for you. I would think. Yeah, yeah. I think that's true. Just you know, if it's fifty-five, forty-five, whatever. I think that's. You'd well, especially with social you were choosing, creatures, right? right? If you were kind of designing a person, you would give them, I think, the function to be able to enter a sort of mass social environment and be energized by it. I don't yeah, think you yeah. would hold that back from some, from yeah. something, but. There are plenty of opportunities for an introverted outlook to really thrive, and I think society might be skewing towards those a little bit more. Yeah. Um, well, Susan Cain wrote that book, Quiet, that was a massive bestseller that was like the the hidden power of introverts or whatever, but I don't know if she was saying they they have superpowers people don't appreciate. I don't think she was saying society's easier for them. I think she was mm. almost saying there's underappreciated assets yeah. introverts have. Yeah, that's definitely true. I... And I, what I said there isn't supposed to be seeing introversion through like a pejorative lens. I don't think it is. It's, but I think lots of social attributes do see them that way. So it would be easier to, you know, easier to avoid just for the prejudice as much as anything else. If that makes sense, right? Yeah. It would be easier to be someone who can go into that environment and be energized than it, yeah. than it would to not yeah. be. We just might miss out on a couple of Einsteins who want to sit at home and. Well, cogitate yeah. about relativity what because they're in the club yeah exactly. spending too much time in the club um yeah i wonder how i wonder how many writers are introverts versus extroverts that'd be interesting because there must be extroverted writers but um definitely i think for sure i mean a big part of like that world i think is like you know doing book tours and events yeah, and yeah. public events and i'm sure plenty of the writers who end up on lots of radio for you know yeah Active like uh, broadcasting activities and stuff like that, they're probably seeking it out because yeah. it's it's also if you're a good writer, it's very easy to not have to do that stuff. Mm. If you're making money from your books, you don't have to do that stuff. Um, it would be much harder to be a really introverted actor or someone who has to do a lot of like a politician, like just constant sort of pressing the flesh. I think that would be very difficult. Yeah, and I yeah. Think there are certainly lots of people who end up in politics who come from a either an academic approach to it or just I want to do what's right for my community because I think it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Not coming from a I just want to meet a million people and network. The famously introverted American presidents, I think, are Abraham Lincoln and um, I think Thomas Jefferson was very extremely socially like anxious and found like he hated speaking at all and mm. things like that and he was uh obviously a bit more of a theorist but he was president but i think it's probably few and far between the the true introverts who like 
yeah. could ha- stomach the amount. Imagine politics, that's all it is, really. Yeah, is people that, that I would find, even as an extra, I would find incredibly draining because, like I said, it's, you're doing stuff that's probably not on your terms 90% of the time. Like mm-hmm. Being kind of compelled or forced to do things that you don't really want to with people you probably don't agree with a lot of the time. I can't think of much more draining than that. Yeah. But you definitely can do these confident things. Like, there's actors who are introverts. So it's definitely possible to do something that seems very outward-facing. Definitely. And still be... But that's it. That's it. If you find that work doesn't energise you and it gets you down, or if you can go home at the end of a day's filming and, you know, spend time with your wife or your family or the small group of people that you do and that builds you back up, you can... I'm sure go out the next day and, you know, kind of reset and be big again. But it's, it, it's if you don't have the opportunity to energize yourself, right? It's an extrovert who doesn't get a chance to go into a room of people is always going to be on a bit of a downer, and an introvert who always has to be out talking to people is not going to have that chance to recharge. And it's just finding that balance, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's. Yeah, it's an interesting topic for sure. Well, it's probably my time limit for social contact coming up. Yeah, I bet um, you off. <laughs> so, I'm going to uh, go find some people on the street. If you just excuse yourself. Yeah, make yourself scared. I'm going to carry on the podcast, but if you just... Got you. <laughs> Got you. Head out now. Nah, that's charming, that is. Um, all right, let's wrap this up there. Do you reckon this has energised people or it's really brought them down? Oh, yeah, no, you imagine someone having a little stroll and a coffee and getting this, uh, you know, having a, they're having a whale of a time. Mm. It's kind of sort of thing. I'm making the podcast for the kind of person I am. A coffee hound. <laughs> a prop just hound. Need some, Street just prop. needs something in my ears while I go and have a walk and just give me something to chew on. Mm. Um, well, we gave you a big, thick meat sandwich today, listeners. We said it all. Don't look at me like that. Um, uh, Alright, thanks for listening. As ever, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts. Pop, pop a couple of reviews out there for us as well. I'm still yet to see a review on iTunes. So. Speaking of which, yeah, if you would write a lovely review for us, just, you know, a little... Couple of sentences. You'll get a huge shout out. Huge. First shout review out. we get is getting a massive shout out. Um, yeah, we'd love to see that. Um, all right, thanks so much, everyone. We'll catch you soon. Cheers, guys. Bye.